On today's episode, we are going to talk about AMD. They just reported earnings and they're down about 4%. It's now a great time to buy them. Today's episode is going to be broken down to the following. First, we're going to take a look at the recent earnings. Then we're going to take a look at some of their financial numbers. Like always, if you're new to the channel, make sure to subscribe and don't forget to hit the thumbs up. It helps the channel out so much. Remember, none of this should be taken as advice as I am not a professional. And let me know in the comments below, what are you doing with AMD right now? Are you buying? Are you selling? Are you holding right now? And while you're down there, don't forget to join the Discord channel. It's free to anybody that wants to join. And there should also be a Weibo link down there. If you sign up and follow the rules, we both could get a free stock. So AMD right now is sitting at $78.88 after closing. Market cap for the company right now is $92.6 billion. Year-to-date return is sitting at 134%. So congratulations to all the longs. Right now, it is down about 14% from its all-time high of the year. Um, We did see a small pullback in September. So let's take a look at these earnings. So this was for quarter three of 2020. Non-gap earnings per share were 41 cents, which beat expectation by six cents. Gap earnings per share were 32 cents, and it beat expectations by about two cents. So we can see this company, AMD, is profitable in non-gap earnings and in gap earnings. Revenue was $2.8 billion, and that's up 55, 56% compared to the same time last year. And the beat expectations by about 240 million. That's almost a 10% beat. Very, very impressive. Quarter three gross margins were 44%. And that's what the overall consensus was, 44%. And we're going to see this is AMD is now kind of reaching its prime gross margins. Normally when a company starts to grow, gross margins are improving over time. And then there comes a state when the gross margins start to become flatline. And 44% is very high, if I may say so, especially for a semiconductor company. Um, so it, that's the value that we're going to start seeing in the upcoming years to be around that level. We were not going to see much of an increase there. So AMD also gave us guidance for quarter four and for the full year. So for quarter four, AMD sees revenue around 3.0, about $3 billion. And this is, again, way better than the overall consensus, which was $2.6 billion. That's a huge, um, that's a huge range for Outlook. Um, For the full year, AMD expects 2020 revenue to grow about 41% compared to 2019. Very, very strong growth. And this is up from their prior guidance. Their prior guidance mentioned that it was expecting a 32% growth. Now they're saying they're expected a 41% growth. And like I was mentioning, right, the gross margins are are kind of getting into that mid levels for the full year of 2020. They expect their gross margins to be about 45%. Another news that happened with AMD is they are going to acquire Silenex, Silenex, which is a creator, a heavy creator of FPGAs. So right now, the deal is going to be an all-stock transaction deal uh, worth at $35 billion. I do think that's actually a pretty smart thing right now. A lot of these companies right now are using all-stock deals to make these acquisitions. And why not? Some of these valuations have increased dramatically that it makes ju- it makes sense for them to do all-stock deals. Unfortunately, sometimes investors are not fun of it because it does mean a bit of dilution there. This deal will expand AMD's rapid growing data center business and it would increase the overall market that AMD hits to about 110 billion. The deal is expected to close at the end of 2021, so about a year and then ha- about a year from now. And throughout that time, it still has to go through some regulations. But right now, all Silenex holders will receive about 1.7 shares of AMD's common stock for each share of, of Silenex that they hold. 
so right now if anybody wants to join amd in the long term of things and pay a cheaper price um within this acquisitions and within these shares transformation there's always the risk that deal might not go through so right now Silenix is not actually worth 1.7 times AMD's price. So if one wants to enter AMD and accept those risks, it might be better to buy Silenix. And if the deal goes in, you're obviously buying AMD at a cheaper price. All right, so next let's take a look at their revenue breakdown. So they collect revenue from two segments. The first segment we're gonna take a look at is their computing and graphics segment. And this is this collected revenue of 1.67 billion, and this beat the overall consensus, which was about 1.49 billion. This is up 31% compared to the same time last year. And for those that know don't know, the revenue and graphics segment includes desktop and notebook processors for so the Ryzen that goes in your home computer or the one that goes on the laptops. It also includes your discrete and integrated GPUs. So if you have the um, the AMD Vegas in your laptops or older Vegas and Radeon RX GPUs for normal consumer use are also there. They also have the data center and enterprise GPUs in this market. So all the graphics that go into the data centers are also included here. One thing they do mention is that this huge growth came from the Ryzen processor sales. So they're seeing a huge increase in CPU sales and they're still seeing strength with their Ryzen. But they're seeing a bit of decrease. Sales wear down compared to the same time last year in their graphic sales. Um, and so this kind of tells me one thing. They, it seems like they're definitely taking lunch, some form of lunch. Doesn't We don't know how much, but they're definitely taking a bit of lunch from Intel in their CPU realm. But... In the graphics realm, it doesn't seem like they're doing as great. So I, I do believe this kind of gives a little bit of bullish scenario on NVIDIA. And this is exactly what we saw last quarter as well. They're not they're not pulling as much in that GPU realm, but that may change because this upcoming quarter, I think I do believe it might be tomorrow or some sometime at the end of this month, they are releasing their new Radeon RX 6000 series, which will be for the high-end graphics market. Um, so if those turn out good it could be a turnaround story here in the graphics department as well the second market is the enterprise embedded and semi-custom segment here we have the for example the processors that go into the data centers and the enterprise this is your um, million and your epic and your epic processor scroll here they also have the semi-custom segment and these are chips that are made on on a custom basis and these are the chips that go onto your PlayStation 5 and your Xbox S series. I forget what's the new series called, Xbox X series. So this came in at $1.13 billion versus the overall $1.06 billion consensus. So it was up about 116% compared to the same time last year. The two major reasons is, one, they are seeing a huge increase in the Epic processor sales, but they're also seeing the huge demand growth from the new game systems that are coming out this quarter. They are, on their strategic news and highlights, they did mention, and we can see here, they mentioned that they are on track, let's see, laser point, on track to begin shipping for the next generation Milan server. Um, so this is expected to go to selected customers in the quarter four of 2020 and will go full OEM availability by quarter one of 2021. They do expect very strong semi-custom shipments on the quarter four of 2020. And that's to be expected, right? A lot of demand is coming for these new consoles. So it's definitely going to help AMD in the long term of things. 
but remember this is kind of this market right here especially in the semi-custom is more of a cyclical market because there's a huge demand for the systems but eventually it starts to die down and die down until a new system is released all right so now let's take a quick look at their balance sheet they have a, a very great balance sheet compared to when i first started looking at amd i started looking at amd when they were negative uh, when they had when they were leveraged in cash and they had a lot more debt now it's a different story if we take a look at quick cash they have about 1.3 billion in cash and about 500 million in short-term investment so about 1.8 billion dollars in quick cash and they only have about 400 million dollars in long-term debt that long-term debt's actually broken down in senior notes they have 300 million due in 2022 so two years from now that is insane and about 100 million due in 2026 so they don't have their debt is pretty spread out in near in the future and they have plenty of cash to cover it so it's definitely a very very strong balance sheet their total assets actually increased by about 1 billion dollars compared to the beginning of this year and their total liabilities have actually not changed by much now i want to take a look at future growth for amd amd is still a crazy growth company on average uh, is expected to grow 18.8 percent average annual growth for the next three to five years and it's expected to continue to grow its earnings it is profitable already and the earnings are just expected to grow even further let's also take a look at past growth these they've had decent past growth 2019 was pretty slow but with the china trade wars and a huge delay in everything it, it kind of made them only grow about three percent but the two years before that they saw 23 percent and in 2017 they saw over 20 percent growth as well so this is definitely a it's not a super super high growth company um but it is definitely one i still would consider a, a growth company um to say the least here we can see gross margins and profit margins gross margins are increasing when we take a look at trailing 12 months they are kind of hitting their peak like i mentioned i do believe that gross margins will stop around the mid 40 levels and that's what we're seeing for this year and maybe for the upcoming years but look this profit margins are also increasing it's so funny i remember seeing i remember being in the amd when it was still not profitable this is probably one of my favorite companies and I want to say it's probably the first company that got me into growth investing. I learned so much from AMD that I have done into different companies and different investment styles. AMD originally was a company with a very, very weak margins. It was not profitable. Gross margins were improving. It was seeing huge revenue growth, but um, it was still one that many people considered a bad investment when looking at valuation terms. Quick look at their cash flow statement. I just want to take a look at operating cash flow margins. They are improving when we take a look at trailing 12 months as the years progress. Same with free cash flow margins. Operating cash flow margins is sitting at about 10% right now, and free cash flow margins is sitting at about 8%. So we're seeing a nice growth in there. The final thing I want to take a look at is just a quick look at valuation for AMD. So AMD's forward PE ratio is sitting at about 47.45. I wanted to see another semiconductor that was kind of growing in similar levels and the second one was nvidia so here down down we have nvidia and that one's forward pe ratio is 48.54 so this tells me one thing amd and nvidia are priced very similar they have very similar forward pe ratio i do think both of these are great investments for the long term run or i'm talking about five to ten years both amd and nvidia are great in my opinion um personally i'm a shareholder in both amd and nvidia and i've been a long bull on amd way before nvidia but i do believe nvidia with the artificial intelligence and the machine learning it has a bit more going on 
Um, but to me, I'm gladly would enter both position positions at this time. Based on current valuations, I am not going to enter with the big position or increase my overall position with the big position. But I do dollar cost average and both AMD and Nvidia still seem like great to me to just increase overall position or enter in a small position just to have some skin in the game. Just to put in perspective, Nvidia is a tier one stock for me. AMD is a tier two stock. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what are your thoughts? What are you doing with AMD? Um, do you think it's way overvalued? And even though you think it's way overvalued, are you waiting off for a sell-off? What kind of sell-off are you waiting for? And what if that sell-off never happens? So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like always, take care, have a good night, and see you next time.